and welcome to another episode of the Deaf Think Podcast with you, your hosts, Nicola and Sean. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to deal with technical debt. And so here's the thing, you know, as we're, well, developing, we are developing, pun intended, technical debt, right? So on one end of the spectrum, you have inevitably technical debt that's basically just piling up. If you choose to not do anything, just, you know, you just move along, you get new features in and you do nothing about the technical debt. Then on the other side of the spectrum, you have this uh, thing called, as you like to call it, uh, the Boy Scout rule, where basically each and every time when you are working on a ticket, you basically leave this part of the code better as it is, right? So basically with each and every ticket, you go in and you refactor. And okay, so here's the thing. So we have, you know, on basically both ends of the spectrum. So why I say both ends because with this Boy Scout rule, when every time you get in and if you would be refactoring every time when you get in and you quote unquote have to do something quickly even, your tickets would inevitably start taking longer. Sure, that's arguable, but uh, you know, in the end they would take longer. And of course, then people would come and say, hey, Nicola, why are your tickets all of a sudden now taking on average versus like Pre- previously you would take one day per ticket i'm just you know making things up and now you're taking you know two days per ticket basically 50 or 100 percent more and so i was thinking about this and i was like how can we find some kind of a workable solution some some kind of a common ground for this because uh we all like developers we want to do good work we do want to refactor but sometimes when the build or the new version or whatever have you right has to just go out sometimes you're like literally and i don't know sean if you ever caught yourself in this situation you're like imagine this have you ever been in a situation where you know you're basically coding stuff and you're like oh man i really have to get this done and you're like oh i could have should would have could have should have done this part better i'm gonna get back to it you know when i have time and as we all know sometimes where this sometimes probably turns into never we never do that right so here's the proposed solution uh what if based on you know how you do your system or you know how you do your tickets is it kanban is it scrum is it scrumbun is it whatever what if in this sprint or development cycle or you know the new build version cycle call it whatever you know you're calling it what if you say okay so i see that my team is you know maybe doing 10 tickets per this build that we're getting out or whatever this may be for you you know figure it out but what if we give just one ticket per week and again you know this has to be um basically set per each team, per each company. A lot of testing has to be done here, but basically here's the gist of the idea. And it's this, what if you get on your product where you have, you know, X developers, what if you give each and every developer in a week's worth of time, two weeks, again, whatever, you give them one ticket that it's basically a placeholder which says refactoring. And when they actually get to it, and let's suppose that if everything goes, you know, as planned on a weekly basis, they would at least do one of these refactoring tickets. So when they really have time, want to do it, whatever, they take this ticket 
put it in you know in ready or in development lane and they actually fill it out themselves meaning they say refactoring i don't know this and that controller and uh they actually put real details in it what what they're gonna do or even what they already did they put a link to the pull request for that and you as a you know lead manager or whatever take a look at that so basically there's two-way communication here it's not like oh you know how this dev spent i don't know three hours when refactoring something and we don't know what that something actually was so you basically have quote-unquote proof that you know it, they were actually working on this however i would argue that you know uh, you have to have uh, trust in your team because otherwise it just makes no sense. Uh, but then again, if you want to communicate that to the PMs and you show, you know, and again, going back to the fact where you as a developer, you want to show that you're actually working on something, then again, just making a simple PR or listing the list of uh, commits that you did shouldn't be a problem. So I'm really curious what you think about this basically in the middle approach um how does it sound to you i mean it sounds like a completely reasonable thing that everyone should do the thing that i would point out is and we talked a bit about known unknowns and unknown unknowns um in the we talked about blaming the code when something takes longer than necessary actually even exactly this nicola you used to do your tickets in a day now it's a day and a half to two days why well because when I go into the code, only that to do this thing you asked me to do, only then do I realize the landmines I have to avoid or the things I have to clean up, which means you can't simply create some refactoring tickets and put them in the backlog. You're going to spend tens of hours going through the code, finding out these unknown unknowns just to create tickets for it. So this is a man, you know what, this is paying the interest on the technical debt. You have to do this eventually, but it's not going to be as simple as, okay, instead of assigning six tickets a week, we'll attach five, we'll do five or 23, we'll do 22 and a cleanup. It's not that simple. There's going to be a, this is going to be a project in and of itself. That's going to have a lot of planning and a lot of thought that has to go into it. Uh, exactly. Agreed. And here's the thing. So what if you put, um, time-based thing on a ticket meaning so this week uh spent four hours max and here's the heart here's why the hard cap uh spend four hours max uh this week on refactoring try to do your best to actually wrap up in this four hours and if you don't do it so for example you were refactoring some function that for whatever reason was 1000 lines long trust me i've seen that before so of course, you will not be able to refactor the whole thing. But what if you just do in this first week or in this four hours? What if you do, you know, let's, let's be very on, on the, you know, left side of the spectrum. What if you just do 50 uh, lines of code that you truly refactor? That's fine because we know that with time, you will refactor the whole thing. And as a team, as a product, we'll be in a better shape in those whatever amount of months that need to go by that you're actually going to do it. Uh, whereas if we go, oh, I really need to finish this refactoring part because, you know, it's 1000 lines of code, you may end up doing that in two weeks, you know, and sometimes, as we all know, features need to go out. So 
I'm not so sure how well that would end up. Yeah, well, two things about that. One is that that assumes that you'd never create any technical debt again. So all the other guys who are not doing refactoring that week don't create new technical debt. And the other aspect of that is although I think what we both want is ultimately 100% perfectly clean code base where we've gotten rid of all the technical debt. However, um, and I, I think you're saying that, and I think I, I know that I agree with it, but we might be wrong because I have read things about this exact topic where if you have a particularly messy chunk of code that works in production and you never have to maintain it, you should leave it alone. So it may technically be technical debt, but because it's, it could be extremely complicated, it could involve something important like payroll that you can't mess up. You're better off just working around it. If it's messy, old, and you don't have to touch it, leave it alone. But if it's new or fragile and buggy, or it's something that just by the nature of your code base, it's a part of the code base people have to constantly touch, then you can refactor it. Uh, cool. Well, if it's old and if you don't have to touch it, well, don't touch it. But um, basically, as you said, as we're developing, so the example went along the lines of, let's say that in a week, in a two-week sprint, for example, or in a week sprint, right? So you're building something and you're done, let's say, in, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. And then you know you added some shortcuts here and there, whatever, just to get it out, basically. And then you have the whole Friday, for example, to go back in and, you know, do the good thing, basically. And here's why I think this approach may be good is because... As devs, we like to do a good thing, right? But sometimes we actually really honestly don't have the time for it. And in a way, if that's communicated in a very good way with the product managers, which gladly in our case, we have a very good situation with that. They do understand that. So that's awesome. Uh, we just need to find a good balance between number of quote unquote refactoring tickets that we will be doing. And then again, you know, going back to the startup or whatever discussion, uh, you should test everything. So I don't know, maybe this is a, such a bad idea, but if we actually don't test it, we will never know. Sounds reasonable to me. Awesome. All right. Well, that is our episode for today. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the DevThink Podcast. You can contact us at info at devthink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. Now, go accomplish something. <laughs>